How do I break into a new industry? What are the tips that I need to get into this new role that I'm interested in? Today, I'm going to be talking about some of the things that I did as I was shifting between different sectors and trying to find my way in. You are listening to the Career Path Angel Show, where we talk all about career, business, positive mindset, self-development, and many other fun and exciting topics with one goal in mind, to help new working professionals to fast-track their careers in the corporate world. So what are we waiting for? Let's dive right in. Here is your host, Angel Mary. Hi guys, welcome to the Career Path Angel Show. Today I'm really excited because I want to talk to you about really one of the main reasons I started this podcast. As you know that the name of the podcast is Career Path Angel and I really did have a lot of different careers over the last 20 years. One of the most important things that I think many of us go through when we're thinking about changing our career is the fear that's involved. What does it really take to make that shift and how do I even go about it? So I wanted to talk a little bit about how I did that and why it's important to use some of these important techniques as you are making that shift. Before I start the story, if you haven't taken a chance to hit the subscribe button, please do so. You definitely don't want to miss any episodes as they come out. So let's go back to 2003. President George W. Bush was the president of the United States, and in the club, in the club, by 50 Cent, was one of the top hits of that era. At this time, it was just two years post 9-11, and the job prospects at that time of switching industries was a little shaky, I'll be honest. And when I made the decision in 2004, to move forward away from the financial sector, I had to start really thinking about where I wanted to go. I knew already, based on the type of extroverted personality that I had and the type of values that I had, that I needed to be in an industry where I had something really inspiring that I'm working towards. I simply didn't feel inspired working in a financial field because I knew that I was in an environment where I was essentially making some rich people richer. I just couldn't find that inspiration. And I'm, I'm not knocking it for anyone who's currently in finance. I do think that there is a lot of very important work being done in the financial sector. And thank you for being in that sector if you're listening. But for me on a personal level, that was not something that I could resonate with and see myself doing for over, I guess, the course of my life. So that is why I made a decision to start really thinking about where I wanted to go next. As I said before, one of the most important values to me was making sure that whatever I was spending eight hours a day doing was resulting in somebody somewhere benefiting from it. Whether it's someone in a society, whether it's a child, whatever, I was I wanted to make sure that whatever I was working on was important enough that I would be able to wake up in the morning and go to work and feel like, yes, I am doing something productive and I am helping the world become a better place. So what did I end up doing? I decided I really wanted to get my foot in the door in healthcare. Now, this is really challenging if you have no healthcare experience. In addition, being an economics major for my undergrad, that 
is not really something that aligns. I mean, I wasn't a biology major. I didn't do neuroscience. I didn't do anything that really took me down the clinical pathways. So it was important that I really thought this through and thought about how I could apply my background to working in a healthcare setting. Now, if I think back, although I was working in the accounting and budgeting department in the state of Florida, the real department I was working for was the Department of Children and Families. So I did see somewhere where I could tie that department and that experience where I was writing contracts for mental health agencies as something that still adds like a dotted line back to healthcare. One of the first things that you have to do when you're thinking about changing your career is looking for specific skills that employers are looking for in that field. And I'm going to tell you a little secret. One of the fastest ways you can figure this out is looking right on LinkedIn or Indeed or any of those job recruiting sites and opening up the job description and reading through to see what exactly are the skill set they're looking for. This is a very easy, fast way to figure out exactly what you want to do and where you want to go. And what I was doing was I was starting to think about healthcare and I was trying to figure out where can I align myself in this field. I didn't have the time or energy to go back to school to go into something clinical. And truthfully, being clinical was something that wasn't something truly interesting for me to do. So I wanted to go into administration. That seemed like a logical fit for me, given my background. I had been working in an administrative function in both the financial sector and also in the government sector. So finding a way into that particular field in the administrative side was extremely challenging. You know, you need to have somebody you know, maybe, to get on the inside, but you also need to have some faith. So I was looking at those transferable skills, and all of those transferable skills were available to me. I, I had the ability to understand that my experience in the Department of Children and Families for the state of Florida did align with a s- sector of mental health in the healthcare setting. That was a direct dotted line, and that took me in. Now, what do you do if you're an individual that's trying to get into something that has absolutely no dotted line to anything you did before? What if you were a car mechanic before, which is an admiral role that means you you work well with your hands? Guess what? There are roles that you could do that means that you are more technical. So finding those transferable skills in any particular role that you've held in the past and finding a way that to apply that to the positions that you're looking forward to in the new career, that's one of the most important number one things that I'm going to tell you about that you need to do. The other thing I was going to tell you about is I went ahead and repositioned my resume, my CV, in such a manner that I was able to put those skills at the very top. And now we have online opportunities that wasn't available in 2003 where LinkedIn, for example, you can put your entire profile up and make sure that those skills that I was telling you about aligns with the future role you're looking for. So if you are applying to any of those positions on the internet and they decide to link back to your LinkedIn account 
and see what your experience is, they can see, oh, I see these skills really are prevalent in the past roles. If you don't have skills that you can transfer and you don't have branding materials, and branding materials are really making sure that, let's say you have a website, let's say you have um, an online platform that you're using, you want all of those particular platforms that you're on whether it's ZipRecruiter, LinkedIn, anywhere where your information is, you want to make sure that your objective there has changed to show that you're seeking something new. So I changed my objective in every resume that I had. Every single thing that I was using, I changed everything to saying that I was focused in on a career in healthcare. The next thing that I want to really point out that's very important is really researching your industry. When I was researching the industry of healthcare, I came across a lot of different roles that I probably could fill in, but I noticed that many of them required prior experience. And if you don't have prior experience, it can be very challenging. And this is where volunteer work can really come in very strongly into your favor. I was able to put in some of the volunteer work that I had done previously that would align myself into someone that looks favorable. So when a recruiter is looking at my background, they're saying, oh, wait, I see some volunteer work here. So volunteering is a wonderful way to add skills and experience in an industry you've never been before. Perhaps you know someone you can shadow in that industry. Even better would be if you could get someone in that industry to put in a good word for you. And that leads me to reaching out to your network. In the last episode, I talked about how important it is to talk to everybody in your network and expand your network. I'm going to tell you that one of the hardest parts for me about switching industries and realizing that I didn't have the exact work experience that people are looking for is not finding a way to get in the door. And, you know, I just told every single person I knew what my goal was. I know this sounds crazy. You're going to think, well, why am I going to tell everybody I know what I want to do when I haven't even gotten into it yet? The reason being, you don't know who they know. I'm going to give you one example. When I was about to get married and we were about to do our first dance for our wedding, I, my husband has two left feet, so I insisted we took dance lessons. I'm like, we have to go get dance lessons. We can't just wing this one. And so we went and took some dance lessons, and my dance instructor, she was a lovely, lovely girl. She had to be no more than 21 you know, at that time, maybe even 20. She was quite young. She had just moved to New York City. And she was an amazing dancer, amazing. And she had such an amazing, beautiful personality. You could just see the positive energy bubbling to the surface from her. And as she was showing us all of our moves, she told me about herself. And she told me about her huge, big dream. And want to know what that dream was? It was to become a rocket in Radio City Music Hall. Now, becoming a rockette is not an easy task. So I asked her, well, what are you going to do? And she said, I'm just going to see if I can find a way in. And after my wedding, I was still in touch with her. And one day she contacted me. And she said, I'm so excited to tell you I am now a traveling rockette with Radio City. I'm one of the traveling rockettes. She was incredibly happy, incredibly excited. I was so excited for her because, I mean, seeing someone's dream realize is like one of the most exciting things you can ever see. And she told me that the way it happened was she was just telling people her dream and how 
passionate she was to be doing this particular thing. She had no way. She had no way in the door. She didn't didn't know anybody in New York City. She was out of town, like an outer towner, and she knew that the only way to get in the door was to talk and talk and talk and until the right person heard. And lo and behold, one of the people she told, well, that person's brother happened to be one of the casting directors for one of these Rockette roles. And she was able to do an audition, showcase her dance skills, and then before you know it, she got cast right into the role. And that is exactly why using your professional network is so important. The other thing I wanted to talk about is understanding that perspective is everything. When you're entering into any new industry and you have a deficit in what that industry is about, you have an opportunity to help educate yourself. I was talking about volunteering before. The other thing that you have to really think about, and this is something that will come about when you're researching your industry, is what exactly do I need in terms of skill set and certifications and or education. Now, education doesn't come easily for many because it is a cost. But if this is something that you're very passionate about doing and you really want to get into, you may want to look into getting a professional certification for continuing education. Many community college offers different types of certificate programs that are pretty economical and favorable to anyone who's interested in making that change. And I do believe that Giving yourself this extra added fresh new perspective will give you the opportunity to have a competitive edge against other people. So what happened to me in my story? I was really desperate to get into healthcare. I really wanted to work with people who were ailing. I felt that if I was in an industry, even if I wasn't a doctor or if I wasn't a clinical practitioner, that if I was working in an industry where people were just going from being sick to becoming healed, I'm doing something better for the world. So finding a role where I could support that, that was really important for me. And I told literally every person I could think of that this was my goal. Hey, I'm interested in getting my foot in the door in healthcare. I'll take any role. I'll take anything. Can you get me in? That's really how I started. I wasn't picky about exactly what I wanted to do. I just wanted to get my foot into the door of the industry first. And as I started talking to people, one of my really good friends from college said, you know what? My mom, she actually works at the hospital. And there are some roles open and she knows of some people who have hiring um, departments. She knows of some people who in the departments who are hiring. And she will put in a good word for you. And I was like, that's fantastic. Thank you so much. And so I updated my resume. I applied to the role. I found out what the requisition number for the role was. I let my friend know. She told her mother who was in the department. And she personally sent a message to the hiring manager said, hey, I can vouch for this person. She's normal. She's nice. She's a hard worker. And that way, someone was able to look at my resume with a human set of eyes. Remember, these days, often when these resumes are going into these application programs, they're going through an AI system. And they are looking for keywords from the job description. And if your keywords don't match exactly the way this AI system, artificial intelligence system, is doing it, you're not going to even be seen by a human. Your, your resume is just going to be 
toss aside right in that there in that system. So when my friend told me that her mother put in a good word, I was really, really, really excited. Unfortunately, even though she put in a good word for me, I never got a call. And I was pretty disappointed about that. And, you know, I, I went back to the drawing board. And then I, I, to- I, I just kept applying. I kept applying. But then something happened. The same person, my friend's mother, as it turned out, found out that within her own department, a role was coming in. And it was an entry-level position right at the bottom. But I was going to be able to at least get one interview. And that was my one shot. And what I did was, and this is where you have to make sure that you are aware of the industry you're going into, I made sure I dressed myself and behaved myself in a way where I was already a fit for the role the moment they saw me. And I had done all of my homework when it came to the department I was interviewing for. And the specific department I landed in was the HIM department, which is health information management, and another word for medical records. So I was able to get myself in for this interview. I did an abundant amount of research online, reading and researching everything about it. And when I went in for the interview, I remember, you know, the truth is when people go in for interviews, not everyone falls into the line of dressing up really professionally. The industry itself in healthcare often, many people come in very business casual for interviews. But I made sure that I went into the interview as if I was being interviewed as a CEO, even though I was going in just entry level. Why did I do that? Because there is a saying when it comes to the way you dress that you want to dress for the role you want to be in, not the role you are going to be in, right? Or the role you are in. You want to be in the role that you want to be in. And I wanted to be in a high level management role. And I knew that if I came in with a very professional, clean cut look, I would be taken seriously right off the bat in the very first moments, just by the way I looked. Then when I started talking about why I was interested in working there, I started taking out of my, you know, folder all of the information that I knew that I needed to showcase that where my background background aligns with the role itself. And, you know, part of being in an interview is having a good engagement, a good chemistry with the people you're talking to. I think often people gloss over this part when it comes to interviewing. It's not that simple of just, you know, going in and having the research done, but it's also having a personality where you can engage. And interviews are also about you interviewing the employer. It's important that you are aware of the values that they hold and whether or not they align with you. So you have to remember that interviews are not one-sided. They're both ways. And this particular case, I was able to sit in front of the director of the department. I told her everything I researched. I had memorized it before I even walked in, but I had my notes on hand as I sat across from her. So when she asked questions that I wasn't fully prepared for, I was able to glance down at my notes. And we had a wonderful conversation. And you know what? I got the job. It was entry level. I was at the very bottom. But that was what I needed. I needed to get my foot in the door. And this is the reason why I'm sharing this story with you. So what did we learn today? We learned that 
We need to identify the skills that these employers are looking for. We need to focus on the transferable skills that we have when we're moving to a new industry. We need to reposition our branding, whether it's on LinkedIn or our resume. We want to research the industry completely. We want to reach out to our networks. We want to make sure that the network that we have is being utilized. And we want to make sure that we have that fresh perspective, that that new energy that people are looking for when they're thinking about bringing you in. I hope you had learned something today. And if you haven't yet hit that subscribe button, please do so. And if, if you had something here that you learned and that you really enjoyed that you feel like someone else could have benefited from, I would really appreciate if you could just share just a link to this podcast to them. Until next time, I'll talk to you later. Remember, you are capable of anything you put your mind to. And I believe in you and others will believe in you if you just believe in yourself. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the Career Path Angel Show with Angel Mary. Something you want to hear Angel talk about on the show? Contact Angel through Instagram or TikTok to let her know. Hit subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode and be sure to share it with your friends. Till next time, stay confident, stay positive, and never give up.